as I got older, not only with my father, but I look at my life now, and if you ask me, A.E., what's the one thing you've changed in the last three or five years, I would say, much better decision maker. This week, our show is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Organifi just launched a green juice with a with a, a slight twist, guys. They've added their crisp apple, right? Apples have arrived, introducing the refreshing taste of new Organifi green juice, crisp apple. All the benefits you've come to love in the classic reset green juice with a new juicy twist. Enjoy the same fan favorite nourishing ingredients, ashwagandha, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, designed to hydrate, energize, and support cortisol balance. The new green juice, the crisp apple juice, guys, is made with organic, wholesome, hand-picked apples, and it tastes like a fresh, juicy slice in every sip. If mint just isn't for you, this refreshing new recipe certainly is. Making it the first of its kind, the whole family will love, all right? So the kids can get in on this one, guys. Apple juice, as you've never tasted it before, now for a limited time. Take the meh out of the mornings with the green juice apple crisp from Organifi. Make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined, man. <laughs> so we, we got the contract dispute settled. Uh, Carl, I let the people know that you weren't happy with your current contract hey. and uh, that you, you were holding out. I said it's all free. So hey, finally, finally, the S had to stick up. The ground screw <laughs> had to stick up for him. You know what I'm saying? But he's back. I promise you, know. you if you don't, the deep definitely is about to. <laughs> Bruh, I promise so, you. So, you know, he, he's get a lifetime supply of Organifi. <laughs> I told him we don't make no money off the pod, so I wasn't sure exactly what you were holding out on, but the Bayesian sensation is back with us. Welcome back, sir. It's good to have you. Uh, we missed you for a couple weeks. How hey, are you, sir? Hey, I am awesome, awesome. Let me just say it like this. The, the first week um, was my wife's birthday, and I got the compliment of the year. She said Good. to me, Ian, it just felt, I felt the sigh of relief. She Good. said, thank you for making me a priority. Hey, man, praise God. I was mm. like, oh. That's it. Like, and I, it wasn't like, you know, thanks for making it. Like, I saw it in her eyes, like, yeah. legit. Like, yo, yeah. no, for real. Like, years yeah. gone. Yeah. And she said it. She's like, years gone, bro. You would have, like, yo, let me get the podcast yeah. in real quick. Yeah. And uh, she was yeah. like, no, thank you for making me a praise priority. God. So, mm. praise God. Yeah, we back. Praise Let's God. go. We're back. Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, hey Welcome let me ask you one question. Back. And your face is going to say it all. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Hey, I'm already smiling, so let's yeah. go. Did she give you a grown man gift for making her priority? Not on the podcast. Hey, hey, Carl said he was smiling already. He said he said he was smiling. What I said, man, his cheeks were from Hey, my man said, ain't no need to hide it. Ain't, ain't, no, right. need ain't no need to hide it. Hey, y'all, don't, 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 yeah. don't, don't look at me. I can't hear the song, man. I can't hear the song. This is what I need to hear the song. Need some head, get some headphones <laughs> on, man. You're the only one without headphones. And that's why, on me. And that's why he can't hear when he off mic. Everybody else can hear when they off mic. He be talking like this. <laughs> yeah. on. And it's a big difference from when you hear. I just, I just, just all that difference. stuff, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm just going to stay in the mic. That's all. Okay. So stay in the mic. Um, So uh, we got Dr. King in the building as well. Dr. King. Let's go, dog. I'm just, man, grateful, man. Look yeah. at this, man. Yeah. No, yeah. Life is yeah. good, bro. Man, uh, life is uh, fresh good. off an amazing job at the conference, man. Hey, uh, man. Uh, like, come on, bro. Give it up one time for Dr. <laughs> King. One time for the one time. Um. <laughs> Douglas, we got Douglas in the building as well. Douglas, how you feeling? I feel good, man. Like, 
based on what Carl was just saying, you know, we had talked about it two weeks in a row pretty much. The whole, you know, manhood is about responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, at the end of the day, not all of it. Hey, when do I get a day off, by the way, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, when, do, do I get every a day? weekend you take off. Oh, bro. Listen, you take off every weekend. Let me say bro. something. Y'all want to see this pie fall flat. Take me off this joint. Let these three clowns do it. We in trouble. Hey, all, all of them said easy. Oh, we, we got, in trouble. We got a Sunday call that seemed to be going really Woo! well. That's oh, all I'm going to say. Oh, Sunday call. That's all I'm going to say. With the, with the, with the, with uh, the Black Panther. That's all I'm going to say. Let me say Hey, hey, hey. Hey, if you turn the Sunday call into a podcast, mm. I'm talking about dog. Oh, fire. Fire. I'm talking about, and is it like six, seven in, in the, the morning? morning? Yes, sir. I mean, sounding like, sound like y'all grading your own paper. <laughs> you know like You've been grading yours for the last uh, nah, hey, 10 years. I'm going to go to the numbers. We can, if you want to do that, we can go. We can see which one, you know what I'm saying, which one skyrocketed. Well, one of them is paid you know and one of them is free. <laughs> Let's go to the real numbers. You, 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 oh. Hey, do me a favor. Use that term paid loosely. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. I'm just saying one of them is free, so of course, people don't have to make a sacrifice. Ain't you getting organified out? <laughs> ain't you getting organified? Yeah, I don't know. Last, <laughs> yeah. last podcast, no. you said we ain't even, you getting a little packets. Hey, it's still something. You know what I'm saying? You said it's we still getting something. little free packets. Uh, it's yeah, still well, something. I, I'm just going to say, you know, you got personal responsibility you know, you got, you know, Ma broke it down for y'all, the five Ps. I mean, the five Fs, faith, family, fitness. The five know. pillars. Yeah, the five, five pillars. pillars. Right. Faith, faith family, yeah. finance, fitness, yeah. and freedom. Freedom. And, and, and so you you, you, you got to know when to do which one, you know, but at the end of the day, man, it feels good to be responsible for God's children. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels good to, um, you know, like I said, I've gone to conferences for a long time. I never thought about like doing one like that. It's like what I said uh, at the conference. I went to T.D. Jake's conference. You know, it was like yeah. my father and I, you know, I was trying to build a relationship. I was, you know, I guess you call it nervous. Like, I, we ain't really know each other like that. I ain't really, you know, know whatever. And so to go to T.D. Jake's conference, it just made everything, like, it's weird. But it he created an environment where I could help me and my father, you know, transition you know, and build a relationship. So I said to myself, like, yo, why are we always, well, I shouldn't say we, but it's like, why are you always waiting for somebody else E to do something for you to do something? You feel me? It's like you could you could do in this generation what T.D. Jakes did for you over 15 years ago. You know I what remember I'm when y'all went to that. Yeah. Man, uh, manpower. manpower, yeah, manpower. As I already, for not those that of you, manpower. I was gonna say, not yeah. that manpower. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? They ain't been to Dubai. <laughs> but for those of you who um, didn't make it to the conference, uh, it was TD Jakes, uh, Miles Monroe, man, Doctor Miles saw Dr. Monroe. Mal Miles Monroe, yeah, he person? was there. Yeah, wow. And and Fred Hammond was the psalmist was killing it. And you know what's crazy? Like I went to the conference, man. I walked away, man. I'm like, I'll never be the same again. You know, my father and I, from that day forward, you know, our relationship continued to grow to what it is today. And I'm just like, yo, thank you, TDJ. Like, I don't, I don't know TDJs personally, so I ain't, you know, never get to say thank you, you know, to him. But what he did was create an atmosphere, create, you know, an opportunity, you know. And then again, when you're in a spiritual place, you know, with spirit, you know, Dr. Miles Monroe, bro, him, like I said, Fred Hammond was, Bro, he he just made it so much easier to deal with the anxiety that I felt, the stress of trying to build a relationship with somebody in your 30s that you never built a relationship with. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that for somebody else. You feel me? Like I'm going to be responsible for creating. What did, the what did that do for you? I don't, I don't know if I ever asked you this, but like, you know, obviously, you know, and and those of you who. <laughs> Pre-ordered the book. You're going to find out soon. Obviously, there's a lot in there, you know, your relationship with your father. And like thereof at times, um, what, because I didn't know you at that time, right? Like, but like, what did mending that relationship do for you as a speaker? Because you were already speaking before you mended that relationship. What, do you remember, like, because I remember there was one time while you were speaking, obviously there was an issue and, you know, some type of confrontation, like he came to one of your speeches and then Obviously, you know, that wasn't the greatest moment, but then you guys were able to, you know, mend fences and, and have a relationship. What did that do for you 
I mean, really in all areas, as a husband, as a father, like, you know, all of those things, like what did it do for you as a speaker, as a, you know, motivator? Like how did getting that, you know, kind of monkey off your back help you go to the next level specifically? You know, I think for me, and I want to paint a picture for you guys, imagine an ego, you know, that is born to fly and it's flying. Like you don't have no problems flying, but with on both, you know, like maybe the, the, the right and the left, you know, of the uh, ego, it's holding a 75-pound weight on each. So so, so you, the ego's still flying. It's still doing its thing, but maybe it's not flying as high. Maybe it's not flying with the ease, you know, but when I dealt with that situation, and I want to just say this to you guys, a lot of y'all think it's the person themselves. It's not the person. It was the situation that I dealt with. You feel me? And when I dealt with the situation, and I say that just because I don't feel like I don't feel like I got originally what it was I was looking for. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And I don't know that you can in a day and in one conversation, you know. But I do know that it was like 150 pounds had been lifted off of me. And now I'm like flying without concentrating on that anymore. Like that that's not something that's in the back of my mind. That's not something I'm thinking about that I'm struggling with. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not something that – I'm dealing with no more, and and I I'll, I'll be honest. Did it make you feel I like you could challenge I, people even more, like because you didn't have that thing that you were holding? I just on to? felt free. I just felt like a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the anger, you know, like and 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 I was telling somebody this the other day. I believe oh, it was Willie Moore Jr. We were talking a couple weeks ago to a group of uh, 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 teenagers, but I was like, yo, you know what? To me, in my in my uh, reality anger is nothing more than an unresolved issue like like for real when i see people who are angry or who are like for whatever the word is emotional like overly emotional about something it is not the thing itself but like they don't want to talk about it and it and it's weird it's like anger ain't what you think it is like anger ain't the thing that you focusing on like that's not whatever the issue was it is the inability to speak about something that's bothering you. And then what it end up doing is it like it festers. So it might have started as something very small and, you know, insignificant or it might have been something significant. But because you took six months and you ain't say nothing, a year you ain't say nothing, two years you ain't say nothing, three years you didn't say nothing. It's like I knew that wasn't I, – I knew the situation with my biological father. Like I people had told me. I never said nothing to my mom about it. And it is the years of not talk. Man, imagine this, bro. Imagine seeing somebody that you love and that you have a relationship with and you're with them regularly and you're not saying nothing to them about how you feel. Like, bro, uh, like that, that is additional stress. Like, that's the stressful part. Like, pretending like everything is okay, you know, not knowing when to jump in and when to say something. So for me, see, I think a lot of the emotional and mental gymnastics that I was doing, it was over, bruh. Like, I no longer had to play the, I, I want to tell him how I really feel. I want to, let me be honest about what's on my heart. You know, um, let's hash this out. I, I think the biggest part was imagine holding something in your heart. Let's just say I knew at 10. And we ain't really talked till I was 30. Imagine holding in something in for 20 years. Of course you're going to be constipated emotionally. Of course you're going to be constipated mentally. You know what I'm saying? And so imagine, <laughs> forgive me, y'all, but imagine releasing whatever that is. You know, just I'm, 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 I'm saying in the physical, like rem imagine you holding on to something and then, you having an opportunity nah. to receive. <laughs> Sound yeah. like Metamuso. Uh, Metamuso, my friend. Metamuso. 5.0. So, so I, I will say I released 20 years, oh. 20 years of just holding something, what I felt, what I wanted just to holding. say. Yeah, the cleansing. I would yeah. say not just holding because yeah. 20 is growing. Yeah. Like think cancer, like and it's gross. growing. And gross. Yeah, for 20 yeah. years. And so gross. it's not just, all right, we got this little yeah. thing and you got rid of it. Yeah. No, it's just been adding on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I just want to say to somebody, oh, man, I don't got no father issues. I, I'm, bro, we're not talking about that. I'm just saying it's something that you feeling and you feel the need to hold on to it. And I'm going to be real. The reason, the thing that bothered me the most about the whole thing is, 
I just should have said something a long time ago. Like, even when I addressed it, it wasn't even as deep as I thought it was. It's like, bro, you already don't got a relationship. What, what what's you the, got to lose? What's the most that could go wrong? Okay, if you and your mom, if she love you and you li really love her, and I just think a lot of us hate testing stuff. Like, we'd rather believe a lie or tell ourselves a lie than to really put that joker through the machine and see what it is. And it's just like, you know, there have been relationships that I thought were, you know, whatever, whatever, and then you lose them, and it's just like, yo, E, don't take it personal. Like, congratulations. You really figured out what it is. And now I'm going to be real, bro. I'm really at the point in my life where I'm I'm, I'm really liking to take tests now. Like, I don't want to lie no more. Why do you think lie. people like to live that lie? Why do you think people rather just stay in that lie? Like, I think because of the perceived thought of if I take the test and I fail, what does that mean? You feel me? It don't mean nothing. It means you take it again or you don't ever take it again. And I, I read something Jalen um, posted a while back. I was like, praise God, man. My son's finally getting it. But he was just like something about like, yo, why you really care like that? This life is short, bro. Like, it's going to end. So why are you making more out of something? And I think that's what I was doing. I was like, it, it, the word is rejection, Maul. And I was afraid. I was already rejected. But for some reason, I was afraid to get the official rejection. You feel me? But the cool thing about rejection is that it doesn't just reveal that this individual rejected you. It also reveals who hasn't rejected you. And I think if you really would focus more on that than if you focus on anything else, it's like, yo, there are a group of people that love you and support you. Why are you even putting your attention on? And I guess because I thought and I was told that in order for you to be healthy, you have to have your biological father in your life and you have to have a healthy relationship with your biological father. That's traditional. And and it is a method. It it it, it We know that. It, it works, we, but there are also other ways for people to be healthy and whole without necessarily having their biological father in their life. And I'm saying this because there are people who would go, well, man, if I don't got my biological father in my life, then it's just over for me, and it's over. And it's like, no, that's not the truth, bro. And I think what we do wrong sometimes is we, and we don't, I don't think we mean to do it, but we compare ourselves to others and, we, and the bro, I remember doing it. I remember being in school, running track, whatever, seeing cats come with their father, you know, and being like, man, my man got his father. Like, I don't got my father. Like, I already, I had already kind of called myself a loser because I didn't have what some people who were winning had. But when you look at any sport or whatever, you look at Dennis Rodman. Bro, he made it to the, Dennis Rodman is one of the 75 greatest players that ever played in the league, bruh. He, bruh, who never scored no points. You, my man ain't never scored no points. And 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 I'd like to say, I, I could be wrong, but he contributed to probably one of the greatest seasons and one of the greatest moments, the, the three-peat. Like, three-peat ain't something that's just – that don't just happen on a red. Like, 72 and 10, that don't happen every year. And you win a championship, you know what I'm saying? And so Dennis Rodman was a part of that. And so God has just had to show me with my father, like, yo, you, you don't have to have what you think you need to have. What you need to have, Ma, is your vision. Because there are kids with their father who don't have no vision. Like, every kid that's got their father in their life ain't necessarily – you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and no disrespect, but Dennis, uh, Dennis Kimbrough tells a story of a set of twins. And he like, they both grew up under the same circumstances. And one of them did this and the other one did that. And he was like, they both grew up, same mom, same dad, but they didn't necessarily get the same outcomes in life. You know, so I just want to say to those of you who are out there, like, you are a winner because you decide to win. You're not a winner because how you come in this earth what you had when you came in this earth. Because there are people who came in with a lot more than you that ain't doing it. And there are people who came in with a lot less than you that's killing you. You know what I'm saying? If you want to start comparing. So for me, man, it was just, wow, for the first time in my life, I'm actually playing without being injured. You know? It's like I think about my boy Victor Oladipo. And I remember when, you know, Vic, um, what's the word I want to use? Like confide, confided in me. He was like, E, this doctor is saying that, you know, the last doctor that I went to, he won 120. 
you know, and he's saying, I'm gonna get you 120. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep you out for a while, but when you come back, so I called Vic a week or so ago and was just like, bruh, I'm just grateful to see you back. And I'm grateful to see you back. Listen to me for those of you who know anything about life. To be able to play or walk or whatever it is you do without injury. Bruh, there's some people right now that's killing the game, but they still got injury. There are people who are able to go in the gym and kill it, but they back still caught, got problems. They shoulder hurt. They knee hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, they still in there killing it, but they not. And so when I finished with my old dude, bro, it was like, it was like playing without injury. It was like you say, Ma, having the mind of a 40-something-year-old, but having the vigor and the strength of a 20-year-old. Let me you know ask you saying? something. Did you get the exact resolution you were hoping for, like the exact words? Absolutely the, not. Everything? Absolutely not. But that's and, why, and I, I want and I want you to expound on that just because I know for you know my wife wouldn't mind me sharing but like her and her father of course her father you know ended up getting killed after they restored their relationship but I can remember her being like I'm gonna have this conversation and you know we're gonna have it and they had it and it wasn't like oh my god everything it like it didn't go the way she wanted but it was but it was enough to ease her burden if that makes sense. No and question. so I think there's people out there and I want to I got something else I want to talk about as well but I want to finish this but I think there's people out there hoping for the resolution of like oh my god now we're best friends and I'm so sorry and everything is perfect and if they don't get that exact outcome out of it they right back to where they were. So give me two parts to that. Yeah, I want to be linear. Give me what you expected and what you got. Because I want people to hear both sides of it. And, and you know, here's why it's never going to be that, y'all. Because it's two people. <laughs> it's two people, right, bro. Right. Yeah. You feel me? It's you like, coming up with an image of what you, you think that they going to And my father got one of what he... Yeah. You know what's so funny, Carl? You know, the dude, the linear boy. I don't know who spoke to my father. But, my, but whoever it was, somebody spoke to my father. I don't know who it was. But my father said... That he had an expectation that day. Mm. He thought you was going to run in his yeah, I'm arms. Gonna say he going to pick you up. He thought he was going to pick you up. And you was going to be gonna, on his knee. I'm, I'm not going to say what he. I'm not going to say what he wanted more. But he had some expectations. Yep. Mm. And I find out years later, you know that he had an experience based on that day, because it didn't necessarily go the way he wanted he to wanted. go. Wow. I didn't even know that he would want anything. So that's what mm. I'm saying when I say. Yo, Maul taught us, you know, at the conference, the five pillars. That's your expectation. Like, I'm just being real. Like, that's your your five pillars are your expectation. Uh, as I spoke at the conference, whatever your anchor is, you know, like um, some people, I told y'all, some of y'all anchor is money. Uh, good luck with that. Some of y'all anchor, you know, is substance. You know, and I mean it. It's like when you get, like when you're struggling and you down and out, you go to the bottle. You feel me? Like, you don't drink, you know, as entertainment, you know, or casual. Like, when you have a spirit of anxiety, you go you you, you go smoke that or you go, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, you put that needle, you know. And so, as I said to you, I've learned, Ma, that my real expectations are in my anchor and in my five pillars. Like, that's my, that. And so, I was younger then, so I did go with, yo, I'm expecting him to say this and I'm expecting him to do this. And it, no, it didn't happen. And it couldn't happen. Because like I said, bro, I was almost 30 years old. Yeah, I wasn't a kid, you know? So for, for so so let me say this to you for those of you who are linear and you want to hear it. I was expecting to hear why he wasn't more present. Like I was looking to hear, like, yo, okay, I get it. When I was a kid, like my mom, whatever my mom did. But, like, when I left the crib, I, I was looking for you to show up at the abandoned building. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I was looking for, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I went to college, my mom ain't in the picture no more. I'm looking for you to show up at college. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there was some things. Did you that, let that be known then? Um, No. No, no. I didn't let it be so known. So you was hoping he. I was hoping, I was hoping when I asked the initial question of, like, where were you? 
I was looking for a particular answer, and when I didn't get that one, it was mm. like, okay, we don't need to go two. You know how they go like, if you answer one, go two, three. If you, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if don't answer the one, page just skip yeah. the page three. Like, it ain't even no need. Yeah, yeah. So for me, when I didn't hear what I thought I wanted to hear or what I thought I needed to hear, let me say that one. What I thought I needed to hear, when I didn't get that, then I was just like, well, it's no need to really, it's no need to really go on because I think at that time, and I'm not, and I wasn't probably fair, but at that time I was brand spanking new to manhood and responsibility, and I felt some type of way with, like I like you know when you first get something or do something like, let me just say for me, I, I don't have a lot of patience when I first learn something. I think it's like you know I laugh with my mom, you know, but my mom you know, lost weight or whatever. So everything is lose weight, you know. I talk in Italian. Everything, when you lose weight, everything and is, everything, everybody got to lose weight, everything is lose weight. So my mom looking at macaroni yeah. and cheese like, what is that? I'm the like, devil. what you used to serve us <laughs> just five years ago. When I was a child. Ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's, that? A child. what's that? You got salt now. I'm like, yeah, what we used to put in our grits yeah, back right, in the day. Right. You know, so I, I was guilty of becoming a man and saying that a part of manhood is you taking responsibility, taking ownership. So when I didn't hear, when I felt like I heard, it's your when I didn't hear go, yo, you're right, I messed up, I was wrong, I whatever. When I didn't hear those words exactly what I was looking for, I was like, oh, we out, because you're not going to take responsibility. So if you're not going to take responsibility, there's no way for us to shape this relationship. Like, it's no, it's no hope. That's, in my mind, what I was thinking. So I'm like, I'm good. I gave you an opportunity and whatever. So, so your point, Carl, yeah, I was looking for ownership. I was looking for some sense of responsibility. I was looking for, you know, whatever. And and I and I got probably what was the truth. Ma, can you get that for me? I'm sorry. I got I got what was the truth, right? And the truth was it, it your mom set up certain whatever. You feel me? And that could be real. Now yeah. that I'm grown, it, now that I'm an adult and I realize court. And I realize life, and I realize people's have people's personalities and conflict. Like, oh, it makes sense. But at the time, when you say my mom, it's like, whoa, my mom was the only one that was like my mom was there for me. My mom made sacrifice. Like, how you gonna put this on my mom? And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm not about to get angry, upset. So I'm gonna pretend like you ain't saying nothing about my mom. But I am gonna focus on the fact that you didn't take responsibility for. You are you are also responsible for having me, but you weren't responsible for parenting me. You know what I'm saying? So whatever happened, cool. I'm out. So I wasn't necessarily angry after that. I was more I was more so like, okay, this ain't about to go the way I thought it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. But I felt great because I had relieved. I released. You know, I was relieved. Like, oh, I don't gotta worry about asking that question no more, or I don't gotta worry about you know, the biological father thing, like, yo, that's my biological father. I'm about to tell people it's about to be a reality, whatever. So, yeah, see, I felt I felt super relieved. LD was with me. You know, we drove back all the way to Alabama from Illinois. I felt, man, I felt, I felt like, man, the, the monkey was off my back, you know, has been dealt with. It ain't no secret no more. It's not inside of me. I did what God told me to yeah. do. Yeah, it was a great feeling, bro. Yeah, one of the things, um, the one of the things that um, you know, I was, I just looked up because I was trying to find out the exact quote. Um, but uh, some, me and Mar talked about it in the car. Like, you know, something killing you, yeah. but you don't necessarily want to deal with it. And the quote I was looking for is right here. It's just, um, it better is the devil that I know than the devil I don't know. Mm. You know, mm. and I think that. That's a real thing. So, like, Maul was talking about a family member that he had that was sick for, like, a couple of years and just didn't want to go to the doctor. And, of course, you know, kind of you drop dead, right? Like, you know, but for whatever reason, knowing that devil that I okay, I'm coughing, I'm not feeling good, like, I know what this is, was in his mind scarier than finding out what, the pro- what, what it actually was, if that makes sense. And I'm wondering how people how many people are out there, whether it's the relationship they have with their father, their kids, whether it's, you know, thoughts that they have, it's the anxieties they deal with, instead of going to get help and somebody saying like, oh, yeah, you have an issue, 
if they feel like it's just better to deal with the one that they already know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. ain't it crazy that like, you know, it, I always say the boogeyman don't exist. Yeah. You know, if you just think about it, and it's like, you know, whenever that person goes to the doctor. And 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 when a doctor when they finally do deal with it, and most of the time they deal with it when their arm fall off, yeah. you know. And then it's like the doctor always tell them, "Man, if you would have just yeah. came here yeah. like a year a earlier, earlier, like would you?" And you and you knew it, yeah. but for some reason, man, people just and they do this dog and they finances. Just think mm. about how a person is just like, "Well, look, man, I know that every single month my my account keep going in the negative. I know that." I, 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 if I keep going like this, I'm going to end up losing my house. But you just for some reason say, I'd rather just pretend mm. and live in this lie, right? For the next six months, you know, knowing I'm about to get evicted in six months. I'd rather just feel like, though, I want to feel good. I want to feel like I, this is really my place. And you'd rather live in that lie than say, okay, you know what? Nah, something is going wrong. Let me go ahead and stop. Yeah, let me go ahead and 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 unmask, you know, pull back yeah. the veil on this thing and really go in the tent and see what's going on. And and you know, and that's the thing. When when a person does that in one area of their life, they do it in every area yeah. of their life. You know, if you just think about it, bro, you're doing it in your relationship. Yeah. You're doing it in, you know, when it's when it's coming to your finances, you're doing it when it comes to your health. I was telling C, like you, <laughs> You know, everybody out here know when they picking up a little bit of weight, dog. You know oh, when your clothes don't fit yeah, you right. Can feel it. You can feel it when you sit down on the Not couch. Not with these sweatpants on, I don't. <laughs> but, that's what, but that's what you do. You try to cover it up. Yeah. You go ahead and put on some. Not you, but a person goes and put on a little extra clothes or something. Every day they wear sweatsuits to kind of hide what it is. And it's like, bro, you know deep down inside. And I believe that when you don't deal with it, when you don't, first off, when you don't address it, when you don't admit it, when you don't say, okay, it's something going on, now you become a victim to the thing that you're scared to become a victim to. You instantly become a victim mentally before anything else. When you say, I know something going on, but I, I don't want to address it. It's hard. I'd rather live in this lie, you know, than to really address the truth and handle it while it's still... Hand Bruh, I felt myself picking up weight when we... Now, me and C, Camille and Candace, we went on a... What would you call this? An extravaganza? Yeah. I don't know what you call it, bro, but we done ate at every restaurant known to man. Every five-star <laughs> every five-star restaurant that had um, the A5, A5, that had Wagyu. <laughs> I'm talking about the finest, dog. We went to every single one. I'm not even making this up. I wish y'all could have been there. <laughs> eat. I can't even eat beef like that, bro. Yeah, I'm talking about it was just too rich. And I just was like... Man, by like day seven, I mean, we went in for about what? About two, three weeks, at least three weeks. And by day seven, I was like, man, I hit a little, a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little loving. You know, because all, all my shirts are like a, 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 a medium. A, yeah. A, yeah. A, a, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little large yeah. after the large been washed yeah. a couple times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's a large yeah. on the tag. After the love is gone. But it's been, so they fit real snug. Yeah. But, yeah. bro, I'm talking about it felt a little bit tighter yeah. down low than it down did low. on yeah. my arms. And I was like, man, what's going on? Now, here it is. I know we've been eating like crazy, right? We're eating the finest of meats. So I was like, look, man, when I got back and I told C, bro, I'm about to go in. Just as aggressive as we were with eating, I got to get just as aggressive now with losing. So I went in, and now, therefore, I done lost about 20 pounds and leaned out, but I had to confront it. It was at that, it's that defining moment in your life when you know, like, I could either go north or I can go south. You know it as an individual. You know it before. And if everybody else starts seeing it, that means you saw it months in advance. If everybody else But did you, though? I did. Because sometimes people can't. I know what I'm saying. You did. Oh, but I I'm did. saying a lot of people can't, like, they, like you ever seen somebody see themselves in a picture and be like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's hard. It may be hard for people to see it no, no, or I, diagnose it themselves. To, I nobody can. It's never hard to see. Yeah. It's the, it's the terror of the work you feel me like it's the terror bro and again like i said some people are blessed not to some people are blessed when they have a challenge terror doesn't come over them well well i'm saying this so let me say this let me try to when you take it out like we everybody makes decisions in their life right based on what they deem to be the best decision for themselves at the time 
right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about in the moment. No, no, I don't no, think no, no. you're making the best decision. So, for so, no, no, no. I what they make, believe? I don't think they believe. Okay, I don't look, think they believe it. No, no, no. Okay, so let, let, I'm okay, just saying, let me finish. No, no, no. Talk. Okay, if y'all gonna cut me off two seconds into my statement, I don't think Cheeto Puffs is the best decision for me. No, no, no. I'm saying, I just like you. I'm saying, right, right, right. But I'm saying, in that moment. Because I, we make decisions based on our own personal safety, right. our own personal pleasure, right? So, no. Okay, so let's say somebody who addicted to pornography or addicted to snacks. You 400 pounds. In that moment that you're eating that ice cream, you believe that the temporary satisfaction from eating that ice cream is better than your long-term health. I'm just telling you. that No, no, no. You might, if you, if you put on a lie detector test and say, is this the best outcome for my health? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the temporary moment, if I'm if I know I'm supposed to be losing weight, I'm 400 pounds, and I get ready to eat those Cheetos, the satisfaction from eating these Cheetos right now and the way it's going to make me feel good in this second overrode overrides whatever foolishness you talking about. I could be in ten yeah, I, years. Yeah, I just and it, I guess we could be saying the same thing. I think a person just don't care. I think, no, to the I, point. I think they care. I, I'm saying I don't, we make, I don't think we make, they care. Bro, everybody in this room, you made that choice because you came back and chose that having your gut go down was a better feeling than continuing to eat A5 every day. There are people who say, yo, me eating this A5 every day, the devil I know. I'm good with that. Like, I'm good with the devil I know. So what you talking about, again, eating broccoli, yes. Would that be better for my long-term health? But right now, I'm I'm sad. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm I'm upset. I don't have no spouse. I, my funds are low. These Cheeto puffs are going to be a release for me right now. These, these Cheeto puffs, even though I know I'm not supposed to smoke a cigarette. So can I ask you something? So it's a temporary a cigarette right now is going to make me feel better right. than leaving so that it's cigarette a temporary alone. Feel? I didn't say it wasn't temporary. That's why I say you gotta let me finish. It definitely is temporary. But how many people make temporary decisions? A lot. A lot. Like, Every most of us. Right? Yes. Like what most you're talking about. Yeah, Ma, you said at the conference, bro, and it was genius. And I was like, yo, that's deep for even me. Ma was saying, can you make a decision now on some life insurance and some other stuff that's going to benefit generations 100 years later? I'm like, Ma, I don't know. It might be another COVID scare wipe this whole place out. I'm putting up money that maybe me and my wife could use to go to another trip, or uh, A5 yeah. circuit. I can't mess but with I'm putting up money for 100 <laughs> years from now. I'm saying even for me, I get what you're saying. But you actually touched me with that speech because I was like, dang, I'm not sure that I'm thinking a hunt. Now, I'm thinking about my kids for sure. I've gotten to that space. Maybe even now, my kid, Trey, eight, I'm like, maybe I can see to grandkids. But isn't thinking about your kids, isn't thinking about 100 years from now thinking about your kids? Because, no, because no, no, no. the people it that's is. here 100 years from now is coming from Correct, your kids. Correct, it is. But I'm just telling you, even me and my level of thinking, yeah. I'm not saying. So now if we break it back down to, let's say somebody who, okay, so, so, People rag on people who may be uh, broke, right? Like, I'm broke, but I went out and bought a brand new car and financed that joint. I'm paying 19% interest because the feeling that I feel driving this car today. To your is, job every day. <laughs> to my job. Only and having people be like, oh, I see you. That feeling feels better yeah. than me sacrificing well, I, 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 I in would, order to save for my yeah, co kids' college. And, that's, and that's good because that's the difference. So I'm still that's making the, the best decision for that me right at that time. The what difference, I think. How I transitioned from just nine, nine to five to becoming a millionaire, not embarking in that feeling because while everybody else was correct. coming to the police department yeah, yeah, no and they question. were pulling up and they you. brand new. Yeah. yeah, correct. And you have yeah. to rewire because but, you thought. Because you, that's your gift, vision. Yeah. You think ahead. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. most people think for the moment, bro. Right. Most people like, yo, I got this hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm trying to go yeah. spend I, it right now. It's burning a hole I, in their pocket again, because that, it can make me feel good right now. Yeah, yeah. but that's a, that, I don't feel it. But that's why you have to feel good right now. Because if you don't feel good right now, you make everything. I'm a smoke you a looking to feel good bruh, all over right. the place. Bruh, people still smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, no question. You people but still I, smoking. Hey, think about I, that. But I, I you know it's killing you. Killing they done came out and said, "Yo, yeah. this is going to kill the you." The box is gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. But oh, if yeah. you go over to uh, uh, you go over to Europe, they yeah. got pictures of lungs uh, like bled out on the box. That's alcohol. Yeah, that's. Um, Cheeto hey, puffs. Oh, slow down. Look, I'll go holler. You, 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 you take it too far. You take it too far now. All of that. 
Uh, 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 Coca-Cola. Uh, like, uh, all Coke, of that stuff. Sure. I'm just saying, all <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, none of it has any nutritional value no, 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 in it. No. You know what I'm saying? Glass of wine been shown to reduce the little yeah, stress. Yeah, a, a little bit. I was about to say, some of these females can kill y'all here too. I'm saying, but I'm saying, some of these guys can kill you. But I'm just saying, even that, if a woman's pregnant, they tell you to stop drinking alcohol. Yeah, It's not good for the child, so something wrong with it, right? It can't. It ain't broccoli, right? But I also feel like feelings is one, but I feel like there's a group of a group of us out there that the terror that's associated with change is also what paralyzes us. So, Ma, even when you said take your money out the bank and put it in the bricks, bruh, I don't care how good of information it was. And it wasn't about me feeling good. But the new information you gave me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro, it was I, it terrified. It, it was like seeing the boogeyman. Yeah, you feel me? It was like I was overwhelmed, bro. Like you mean to tell me? Hey, can my, I stop? Can, does, yeah. does, does, did it terrorize you because of the decision that you had to move forward, or does it terrorize you because of man, the last forty years then been a lie? That, that's where yeah, I got. That, that, that's, yeah, pro- that's, that, where that's, I'm prob- going. that's probably yeah. was it. What it was? It was probably both. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably you know that. I, this is what I'm familiar with. Uh-huh. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I want. Bruh, let me tell y'all, man. I'm just being real. I always wanted to reach out to my daddy, bruh. I'm not sitting here like, oh, no. Like, it wasn't no, that day was the day I was like, yeah, I want to go talk to my daddy. Bruh, I've been struggling in school because I wanted to talk to my daddy. I was acting a fool in class because I, 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 I always wanted to know who my father was. And, and you and, didn't reach out. Why? Because of the terror. Right, um, because you thought the devil you knew well, I, no, no. Was, was was easier than the devil you did. Okay, well, you, the, the fear of being rejected or going okay, and having and a conversation and, and, yeah, was worse and, than yeah. the feeling you was dealing with right there. Oh, no so you made asked. the decision yeah. not to reach out. Yeah. Otherwise, if it was slanted the other way, you would have went and made that decision. And the day I made it, though, I, I was still where I was. And that's why I want to try to explain know, to y'all. I don't y'all. know if you were because oh, the no, decision I, was I, made. No, no, no. I why would you make you, the decision to do it then? I made the decision to do it because I was like, yo, I'm going to face my terror. Yeah, because you was hurt now. Yeah. Finally, more it was hurting more than it would to have the conversation. Well, I, I, and maybe so. Or you wouldn't have because we make yeah. decisions based on our own protection. And, and, I, and I'm going to say this. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. But, but I'm going to say but, this. But again, that's one of the things that, for real, like that's my superpower is I make a decision that I don't want to make. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't want that feeling. I, I hate that feeling. I tell people all the time. Bro, I don't I'm know not that tough. they want that feeling though. Huh? I don't know that. I don't know that I wanted that feeling with my father. I, I didn't want that. That that's not something that I wanted. I didn't want what, the life. What, what feeling? I I didn't want. I I was in a situation, not by choice. So there are people who are in situations that wasn't my choice not to be with my father. It wasn't my choice to feel the rejection. Like it wasn't my choice not to be raised by him. That was a choice my mother made. Correct. So for me, I think I didn't even do it for me. And I'm not making no excuses, y'all. If you got, and we just saying, if you got terror and that's not the best decision, make the best decisions, what we're telling you. But for me, bro, it was Jalen. Like, I don't think if Jalen wouldn't have been born, I would have, like she said, I just would have went with the devil that I know. Yeah, and that's, I, a, but that, on the scale, that's another thing that tipped towards absolutely. having that conversation. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? It, like, it, was. it, it, and it And it evolves over time. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I want to get to the bottom line because I want to make sure for those of you who have that terror that at the end of this podcast, you get past And that most terror. people have something that they fail to address and not addressing and, and suppressing. Because yeah. they feel like suppressing this is less dangerous than what could be on the other side. Absolutely. And whatever. I don't know if I want to use the word. Like I said, I feel you with the suppressing. I feel that. But there's some things that happened to me. I don't know that I suppressed it. It was just a weight that was thrown on me. And it was like, yo, this too much. Like, I can't bear this. I can't do this. Like, I'm not capable of doing this. You feel what I'm saying? And I don't even know when I went and had the conversation that I still really felt like I was capable of it. I just was like, yo, for the sake of my son, I can't have my man come into this earth. Like, he was already born, but he wasn't old enough to realize what was going on. I was like, yo, I can't have him come into this particular situation. And be real, Ma, I don't even know that I was going, I don't know what I was doing. I just called him and told him to come. The conversation just kind of happened. So God is good. I don't know that I was like, yo, hey, I never even called him was like, come speak. I mean, I'm sorry, come, we're going to talk. I just was like, auntie, I'm going to be in town. You know what I'm saying? You can tell my father I'm going to be there. She told him he came. We ended up having a conversation after. So again, not making no excuses. I'm just really trying to reverse engineer 
because I was able to get past that. And to C's point, that was a major breakthrough. And I just want, I don't want people to be entertained. I really want you to be able to look at the terror and based on what we're all saying, figure out so what's going to make good, you move from okay. that terror. So I don't know, I don't know more if you could share it, but let's give, if we could, and and you, I, I, I reference it so you know I'm talking about Von Trail. Yeah. And his father. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that can be shared or not. Absolutely. But Okay, so I'll let you tell it. But you, you, the tear of what he was trying to, what Von Trell was trying to avoid with that conversation. Yeah, so yeah. Get, I mean, if you want, again, yeah, I, so my apologies if that's too, you no, know what uh-uh, I mean? No, absolutely, man. Look, God make things happen, not for us to hold it in, but for us to share it yep. so somebody else could be delivered from it. So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Von Trell, so for everybody that don't know who Von Trell is, Von Trell is my birth cousin who we adopted and took him in at the age of 13, going on 14. And what happened was, so his, Von Trell's mother was my first cousin, right? My dad and Von Trell's, um, my, my dad and my uncle, my dad's brother is Von Trell's grandfather. And so when Von Trell's mom passed away, had a massive heart attack at the age of about 34 years old. Um, right only, in front of him. Right in front of him. Yeah, right in front of him on Father's Day um, on the phone. Vontrell, you know, she passed away in his arms and he was about 13 years old. His next of kin was his father. His father was, you know, living in Florida, you know, ex-NFL football player type deal. And um, the mom, I guess she got pregnant by him when they were in college. And um, I, I guess, I don't know, they, 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 they wasn't together like that. Let's say that he remarried, right? He got married to somebody else. And I guess, you know, he never was in Vontrell's life like that. Um, but knew of Vontrell, you know, spent time with look just like him, things like that. Um, when she passed away, you know, he was the next of kin. So they sent Vontrell to live with him for like a year. Things didn't work out. And then because my man was married, was trying to hide kids with yep. his wife. It didn't yep. work out. The woman, his wife was like, oh, yeah, you know. So, right. So they sent him back to Chicago and then Vontrell's. Great grandmother was the one that took him in. His great, not his grandma, his grandma had passed. So his great grandma was the only one that took him in, and she was battling cancer and things like that. And so then that's when I came in, right? Me and Camille, boom, we took him into our house, boom, put him in school, everything like that. And I was just always big on, like, hey, Vontrell, man, you need to talk to your dad, man. Like, you know, man, he's like, yeah, Jamal, things didn't work out, man. You know, he got another family now, you know, because they did him having a baby, him and his wife. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I just rather just leave it alone. I was like, I kept pressing the fact. And then one day it was Father's Day and we were, um, you know, at Vontrell's school, his new school. I'm coaching him. I'm there. And I'm just like, bro, you need to have a relationship with your dad. I'm oblivious to it. I've always had a relationship with my dad. My dad has never been. I mean, I can't even travel out Chicago without telling him where I'm going and stuff like that to this day. And um, I had him on speakerphone and I was like, look, man, look, just just call your dad, bro. I'm like, look, things are different. You don't need nothing from him. Said, you already straight, just call him, get this right. I said, bro, this is for you. And Montreal was always kind of trying to like not, you know, he was kind of like, I don't, and, and he was about at this point, he's about 15 years old. And then I called him up on the cell phone. I said, do it for me. Just call your dad up, man. See how he doing. Tell him, man, happy Father's Day. I call Montreal's dad on the phone, got my speakerphone. And I'll never forget it, bro. And I needed this because this is when I went in as a man. Montreal was like, he was like, hello, who is this? And he's like, hey, Dad, uh, this is Vontrell. And then he was like, man, I was just calling to tell you happy Father's Day. He said, man, didn't I tell you to leave me the F alone? You got your life and I got mine. Click. Bruh. Vontrell looked at me and I seen a look that I ain't never seen on an individual before. He looked at me, bruh, and I needed that, though. I needed it because you know how I am. I needed that. He looked at me, man, started crying. had tears in his eyes. He said, man, didn't I tell you I didn't want to call him? But I hugged Vontrell, and I said, from that day, I said, I got you. I said, don't even worry about it. I was like, I needed that. And after that, I went in, dog. I'm talking about every single resource thing. So Vontrell was kind of trying not to. Probably, he already probably knew it was going to end up being like that. But I still even told him, I, I think, I, like I said, I needed to hear that because then I always felt like, yeah, your dad, man, it's your, your dad. He he want to be in your life. He wants to, he want to. And so I was always kind of like, got, you know, one foot in, one foot out. But after that, man, 
When I tell you I went in as his, as his father, I think that's when I signed the paperwork. I literally, bro, it was no more like, hey, my cousin, this is my son. I got you. And then I ended up putting every resource I had in him. Everything. I'm talking about we. I'm talking about every single minute. I'm telling him about being a man. I'm telling him about all of this stuff. And then he ended up being, um, um, in one year, he ended up being one of the top football players in the nation. He ended up being the number fourth best player in the state of Illinois and like in the top, in the top 100 in the country. And then having over 30, 40 scholarship offers to major schools. And then one day, LeVon Trail became All-American. One day, that phone rang. Hey, son, this is your dad. Man, everybody's been talking about you, son. I'm proud of you. I'd like to just get back in your life. And Vontrell could have made that same, hey, man, you got your life and I got mine. Leave me to, but I told him, bro, I said, forgiveness is for you. I was like, get it off for you. I said, forgiveness is for you, bro. And sure enough, um, Vontrell forgave him. And then my man kept calling like, hey, when Vontrell was playing at University of Illinois, they had a football game. On a, they had a game coming up on the West Coast. And then my man was like, man, I, I'd love to come see you play, son. I'd love to come, man. I've been hearing, reading all about you. And then sure enough, bro. About a month before that game was to take place on the West Coast that he was going to go to, he ended up having a massive heart attack and passing away. But the best thing that ever happened was that before he passed away, they never got a chance to see each other again, but Vontrell was able to get that off of his chest. And like I said, he he talks about it today. Like, man, I'm glad that I was at least. I, I will say this, though, bro. I'm being real for those of you who are terrified. And trust me, like, I feel you. Like, I'm not – Acting like this gonna be easy, especially if you don't like making decisions or you or you feel some type of way about confrontation. But I will say this to you: when you finally make the initial move, none of them are as hard as that first one. If you can go ahead and get that first one over, like I promise you, it wasn't like no, you know, uh, what what do you call it? It wasn't like a piece of cake afterwards, but nothing was as terrifying as that first. Nobody was in the church. It was just me and my old dude, you know. I, I prolonged it as long as I could. It was never as bad as that initial whatever because here's what happens. When you start making decisions, it becomes easier to make them. You know, and then when you start making them, if you are, you know, in the right spirit, you start making the right ones. Because I can't even say when I first started making decisions that I was making them the right way, if that makes sense. But I was making them though. You feel me? Like I was making them. So I don't know that I did the right thing every time. I don't know if I called the right time. I don't know if I said the right thing when I called. I don't know if my timing was right. But as I got older, not only with my father, but I look at my life now, and if you ask me, A.E., what's the one thing you've changed in the last three or five years, I would say much better decision maker. You feel me? And I have nowhere near the trepidation and the Man, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, bro. Like, I don't know why, but anytime I used to have to make a decision, bro, like my whole body would just, bro, my whole body would just. Any decision? Bro, just like that? major decisions. What's yeah. for dinner? Ah! Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't have man. to have that problem. But, yeah, but, that's, but that, a lot I of people, I think a lot of yeah. people, bro, deals, deal with that. Yeah. Like some people run from decisions, you know, and that's, that's the one thing I love about the police department. It, it, it. Which I was a great decision maker before the police, yeah. but it uh, it make it forces you to make a decision. Absolutely. Like I'm talking about, Quick. you can't even think about yeah. it, bro. Quick. You have no time. You have to react, and that decision, bro, can can either kill somebody or it can save somebody's life yeah. or your own, <laughs> yeah. bro. That's that's deep. So, so then when you get to doing that, man, you and I think people listening to us. You need to become a master a at master. making decisions. And the master. only way that you're going to become good at making decisions is by starting making decisions. Making decisions. But running from decisions is never going to... Yeah, right, running from decisions is never going to allow you to become a good decision maker. And, and I think, man, and forgive me for taking this long to get in, because I'm listening. First of all, let me say, like, to the audience, like, man, I don't think y'all understand what's happening here. Like, this is some stuff that's being normalized now that we, people don't talk about. You know what I'm saying? So, like appreciate y'all for the dialogue just that alone because there's so many people holding on to stuff couple of things number one e, we know it the national science foundation said it's 12 12 to sixty thousand thoughts per day right 80 percent of those are negative that's the reason why it's hard 80 percent of your thoughts are negative and then it gets worse 95 percent of your thoughts are repetitive 
So you're repeating this cycle, and you started talking about it, but from the scientific perspective, what you're doing is making the muscles of those negative things stronger and stronger and stronger. So when you go to eat Cheetos, it's not even you making that decision. I promise you. The decision has already been made, Maul. You still eating Cheetos? Uh, not <laughs> don't let me find out. No, 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 Ma. Not the puffs, yeah. just the crunchy. Don't let me find out. You got to stash. Which, by the way, the crunchy is way better than the puffs. Anyway, I never understood. Oh, the puffs are just air, but oh, the, the puffs is like, trash. The, the, and I'm grateful. I like but the when trash you puffs, <laughs> so would you let them go? You just no, let the crunchy. Hey, yeah. crunchy Cheetos yeah. is undefeated. Yeah. Flaming hot crunchy. Now, I've never Those had puffs, hot. they oh, just yeah, no, like no dissolve into like mush. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to make sure <laughs> no, that no. he ain't been moonlighting on the Cheetos. Let me see your fingers. You know Cheetos stain your fingers. Oh, yeah. A little orange on the tip. It's like smoking reef. I knew I seen some cheese on a UOU. It's like smoking reef. A little orange tip right there. Oh, my God. smoking them Cheetos. So I want I want people to hear what happens. And while you talked about it, you're suffering twice. Yeah. You're suffering twice. You're suffering for not making the decision. Then you're suffering the results of not, not making, making the decision. So you're suffering twice. Yeah. But you don't know. And that's why I want everybody to understand, like, you are not making the decision. Your subconscious taking you through life to protect you, what you said, and to keep you safe. That's what your brain is doing. So all day long, you think you're making exactly. this decision and that, and it's doing it for you. See, now, y'all ain't challenged Carl when he said it because he got science to back his up. <laughs> I just said it on some ghetto freestyle. Y'all didn't want to go with me. Hey, now, Carl is affirming me with subconscious 60% thoughts. Hey, Carl so likes Sean Stevenson. You don't know. You don't know. Hey, soon Sean be like... Research, data, research data shows from California Berkeley <laughs> yeah. that and yeah. you be like oh okay. yeah that's it that's don't it. say nothing but you be saying CJ says <laughs> that, <laughs> hey, I gotta challenge CJ says no, but when I, somebody get to saying scientists data <laughs> the neurological see, report that's, that's our problem is black people you know, you know what I'm saying you don't wanna you know what I'm saying you gotta always run up behind me <laughs> you that's know what I mean trying to verify my fact <laughs> no but seriously so if if you hear nothing else, you said it. Make a decision yeah, today. That's it. Because what you're doing is starting to build that decision-making muscle. Yeah. And that's the thing that makes the difference in where Maul is. Maul, you said it, but then you went into an environment that even enhanced that, the police department. You can't think. Absolutely. You know what I'm hearing you say, dog? Yeah, and when you say it, then we said, make a decision today. N not making the, a decision is, is still a decision. A hundred percent. Not so, making a decision is. is a decision. Is. But it don't seem like but it. But it don't seem like it. And I'm saying... You have to do it because if you don't, there was a uh, shine again. There was a study, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find this one for myself. But there was a study that studied heart attack patients, and they said I don't remember the number, so I can't remember. But let's just say more than half of them had a second heart attack because they didn't change their habits. This is life and death now. Oh, no you question. had a heart attack, and you know you're prone to get another one. And they said I I want like I I remember seventy percent, but I'm not sure. But let's just say more than fifty percent did nothing to change it and end up dying of a heart attack. So I'm just saying, that's how deep it is. It ain't like you just it's making not, a decision. Bruh. To, it's not. It's, it's, it's life it's and not. death deep for it's, you to make bruh. decisions. And then you're not even, and then you're talking about DNA. Bruh, you're talking about, like, it's some stuff that I, it's some stuff that I was fortunate enough to, you know, escape. But when me and my kids talk, it's like, Ma, I just thought because I got over that, that they was going to get over oh. it. And it's just oh. like, nope. I was talking about one of my cousins today, and they were just like, yep, father died when they was three. He was, you know, super alcoholic. And the, ch and the child of girl is following, you know, like not on that, on that, but on that to the point where it's uh, affecting their life. You feel me? And it's just like, it's just like, yo, it's not even, you know, it, like, bro, you grew up in a household where people ain't making decisions. Mm. And then you don't learn how to make them. You, you feel me? So now you're the third, fourth generation not making decisions. You know what I'm saying? Or you're making kind of decisions that are not, you know, informed. And so for me, I don't take all the credit, y'all. I keep trying to tell y'all community. I'm in a community where I felt bad for Didi because Didi's always been a great decision maker. But because it was just me and her, I'm looking at her like, yo, you're killing me. But then when I get with C, who's a great decision maker, you are into decision making. Not Didi don't look like the eyeball. It looked like, oh, okay. Now I'm looking like the eyeball. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I am messed up. I used to think she was too much. She was doing too much. Now I'm like, oh, Didi ain't doing too much. I'm not doing enough when it comes to decision making. Mm. So I got to start making more decisions and making them off. And then, like you said, more like even when I, you know, because Didi don't, Didi's a great decision maker, 
but Diddy's a great decision maker on security. Like she, her, Defense. yeah. When, right. when you start going right. throwing a bomb, yeah, Diddy go kill you uh, on the ten dollar route. <laughs> pick six, fifteen <laughs> boy. She got you. Fifteen. You gonna keep three yards three in the yards. cloud of dust, <laughs> and you right up go. the middle. I'm like, I'm. <laughs> I'm like, you trying to run a flea flick? Yeah. Bah. Yeah. And so God was like, No, she needs you because one, you killing her because you making her make him alone. So you putting you putting too much stress on it. She got to play two ways. Then once you start making it, you got to bless her. Yeah, you got to play offense and defense. You feel me? She got to play offense <laughs> to and defense. And, and now I'm like, okay, I can do the bomb stuff. Like you start talking about over fifty thousand dollars, she gets paralyzed. So it's like, yo, I got to come in now, and I got to tell her, nope. I talked to them all. Like I ain't being irrational. This whatever. Okay, if we buy this. You can sell it for what we, so if it all fails, you don't feel comfortable two years from now, you can sell it and get exactly what we got. No, no love loss. Keep it in the bank anyway. Or we can Airbnb it, or we can have somebody who want to do a one-on-one when we come in. And if we only make 5000 a month from somebody coming to one-on-one and we make 60000 a year, that was going to be more than whatever you had in the bank. You weren't <laughs> about to get $60,000 off of You feel me? Yeah. But, but now Diddy isn't afraid because she like, yo, I see the succinctness. Yep. I see, I see the rationale behind, okay, I see the stability. It's not like no risk when we left. This actually make more it, it sense. It makes sense. And you can write well, it off. Right. You feel the me? Worst case, you worst feel case me? scenario, we can write I'm it off. Saying, and get but, it but some of y'all out there pissed at your girl, but it's what she said last week. Like, you're not doing what you said you're going to do. So now for Didi, it's like, yo, when you left Huntsville and we came to Michigan, you were 1,000% correct about we should have made the move. The Holy Ghost was all in you. But, Ma, because of how I did it, it took months for her to, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make a decision based on her stability. I didn't make no, a first decision. First time I seen Diddy cry. You feel me? I didn't make a decision on that. So is, is she grateful? Yes. But, Ma, going back, I could have done it spiritually, but I could have also done it physically in a way where it's like, okay, Diddy, here go all the facts. Not that I can get, and I'm going to be real. The reason why I ain't tell her is because, to me, it wasn't stable. But now that I look back, it was like, it's not stability that she wants. She wants information so that she feels we going to make, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's how you came up with that. Because when you don't give her information, it takes away her ability to, to make, make an informed decision. decision. Absolutely. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, research says yeah, research. that <laughs> <laughs> when you make that you decision, you see, yeah, that's all you got to say. Right, that's all you got to say. See, Clarify. You see, don't never put that on there. Yeah. See, be like, I said, I said, I said. I, 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 nobody want to hear that. Just say research, <laughs> study show. <laughs> I'm sure that's something good to be pushed. <laughs> I can't hear it. Uh, somebody, somebody gonna get delivered from this. Yeah, no yeah. question. Um, sure. Organifi, shout out to Organifi, the Superfood Green Juice Powder. Keep Keeping us all powered up, man. Uh, promo code uh, SUCCESS for 20% off O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Uh, go to uh, go there, man, and, and check it out, man, and get your supplements. Get right. Uh, Carl, I did say, I, I don't know if it's you. I'm, I'm not sure who. The, 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 the gift package is getting lighter by the, the day. I got one. About this size, I got by Just one set. box? Uh, just one. You know, I got my wife and my kids drinking it. So I'm like, oh, okay, hold up. I got one box. This bit is already gone. And I'm like, okay, we need to, it, it might be, con- I'm going to have to hold out like Carl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little contract renegotiation. Uh, but but please tell Organifi we're not feeling the love. So Organifi, uh, start sending that that box out like you know you should. Like, like you, like you, you did should. back when you was uh, the little dog. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, I was getting the box this I'm big. I box box. Oh, bro, now yeah. I got one little. There you go. I'm like, okay, hold up. That's what happened when you Looks blow like up. like another love. TKO. Uh, <laughs> TKO. Yes. Uh, go pre-order the book, U-O-U. Um, the stuff we're talking about, man, it's in the book, right? It's in the book, not only the stories, but how to overcome it. It's in the book. Um, I cannot wait for y'all to read it. Don't it look beautiful, man? Just hold it up. Come on. You're not doing your job. Um, It it is our first major release. Um, Y'all are doing a great job pre-ordering, but I I know because I'm looking at how many people listening to the pod, and I'm looking at the pre-order, and it's still off. So those of you who just been sitting around on free lunch, (laughs) get your butt up and pre-order the book. It's how much is it? $25, $35? Yeah. 
Yeah, like, we don't order. we don't charge on this podcast. Yeah, we're just I'm asking, talking about we we're just asking y'all to help us take ET to number one. I, I mean, it's going to be embarrassing if it come out and it's number fifty seven on come the charts. On, y'all, look yeah, out! I'm, I'm blaming y'all. I'm not taking full responsibility for that because we did what we were supposed to do. We wrote the book. Now I need y'all to do y'all part in this family and pre order the book. Tell your family to pre order book. Pre order five again for my ballers out there. Pre order twenty. Just hand them out. You know what I'm saying? Like get them as Christmas gifts. The book is going to drop in September. Um, do it for your family. Y'all do a family read. Start a book club. It's an amazing, amazing read. He put his heart and soul into that joint during COVID and got it done, man. And it's beautiful. Let's and, talk um, about that. On I was gonna say, there ain't no rush with that either. You literally yeah. wrote it throughout. Yeah, throughout. Oh yeah, no question. Oh, no uh, he was going. He was Daily. calling me about some stories I forgot about. I was like, man. He like, you remember? I was like, dang, digging up old memories for me. So. Um, y'all gonna get uh, everything in that book, man. So I'm super excited about it. Go pre-order it now at uh, etinspires.com. Easy there, you almost ain't nothing in there. Come on, oh, man. That's why you should not have to put the phone on. Yeah, right. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing in there. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah, to yeah. No, I, I promise you, it's a way to do that. Uh, with, uh, uh, yeah, it's go. got to be a way to do okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I think you could do it without the cut. Hey, though. Show, show, you know show him the house see that you showed uh-huh. us before the podcast. I'm sure. Oh yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> that the one that was soaking, oh, floating. floating in that joint. Um, so anyway, anybody else got any announcements, bro? I got a meeting. I got to go to. Okay, well, let's, let's wrap it up then. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, man, appreciate y'all listening, man. We out of here. We love you. See, See you next, next week. week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.